Welcome to Concerning CAMS, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Our topic today is mulch madness, how to avoid it. I have the pleasure to be here with Linda Ray Nelson. Linda is the president of Greenscape Southwest Florida. Welcome, Linda, to Concerning Cams. And could you please start by telling us about your background in the landscaping industry? Well, thank you, Kevin. How I got into the background was my mom started the company back in the 60s. And at that time, she was a small residential sodding landscape company. And um, being raised into it, I... I had a passion toward it, and um, I just thought it was kind of cool that you could wrap a lima bean in a paper towel and wet it, and three days later you had a bean sprout staring at you. So that intrigued me from many years ago. So that's kind of how I slid into it, being a Naples native girl. Excellent. Um, So as we talk about mulch, um, we all see it around our houses, around our condos. Um, What are some things we should think about when when we look at mulch and think about where it goes and how much we should have there? All right, let's 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 get a little grammatic here. So, do you know mulch is a noun actually? Yeah, and it actually means half rotten vegetative matter, peat, etc. It's um, used for soil erosion and to enrich the soil. So, that's the the definition of mulch. And if we go back a little bit further, if I can, Kevin, if we go back to when the word or the the origin of the word, um, when you think mulch originated. Is it a European word? No, it's a Middle English word. Okay. But close. Okay. It actually originated in 1650, and it was formed as a noun then, again used in the Middle English as the word mosh, Hmm. and it meant soft and moist. Hmm. And it was also defined as something that was mellow and sweet. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never walked up to a landscape bed and looked at the mulch and thought that was something that was mellow and sweet. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to get to what we're here for today, if we look at the, the practical definitions of mulch, mulch is actually a layer of material that is applied to the surface area, typically around landscape. Now, you can install mulch in open areas just to retain the soil in place. And a lot of times when you seed, you hydro seed, you'll put mulch down, whether it be a pine straw mulch, a hay type of mulch, um, a, a blended wood mulch. You know, when we looked at the word mulch, sometimes you automatically think of trees when actually shredded newspapers is a form of mulch. Mm. Recycled tires are a form of mulch. So just to, there's, there's a lot of different meanings to it from what it was originally was in 1650. In many parts of the United States, especially the northern parts, they put down a product and they use it to this term called tambark, which tambark is kind of a, a product of peat moss. So along those areas, so that's kind of the original parts of it. In our part of the world, we have mixed wood mulches which means it's um, mixed woods. It could be pallets. It could be where they've cleared land and they've ground up the materials and they're recycling it. Um, When you're getting mulch, you can read the label and see what the product is. Mm -hmm. And it really depends upon what's the application of the mulch. Um, The general purposes for mulch, you know, the main reason that we use it is, one, it conserves the soil's temperature. 
So it helps from drying out the root systems of your newly installed plants. Um, it also helps hold moisture in the place. I mean, water is one of our biggest, most valuable resources. So mulch helps hold that in place. The other thing with mulch is mulch helps hold the nutrients in place. So when you're, you're doing your fertilization and, and, and um, treatments, mm-hmm. it holds it near the root zones to where it doesn't, it doesn't um, wash away or leach away from the plant too fast. The other thing is mulch as a natural product, it breaks down. And depending upon the type of mulch that you're using in our area, um, pine straw would put acid back into the soil mm-hmm. um, to where your mixed woods puts a little bit more of just um, micronutrients back into the soil. Okay, well, are there places we just don't want to put mulch um, in around our associations? You know, not really. I think it's one of those things. It's not so much the placement of mulch, but the overusage of mulch. Mm. You know, sometimes when we're mulching, we mulch between the hedge and the buildings, and some of those areas can be very narrow. They can be 18 inches or 24 inches. And when you start piling the mulch back in there and installing it, and it doesn't have time to break down because we put it down, some associations are every six months, but most for the bulk of the lion's share is once a year. And using the color-enhanced mulches, it doesn't break down as much as the organic mulches are as fast. So that mulch stays in place, which starts creating these five, six, seven inches of mulch against the, the bases of the buildings. And so when you start getting that, you start getting a little bit of root suffocation and you start getting a carbon-nitrogen imbalance also. So when you're looking at it, you know, maybe you don't need to put mulch between the hedge and the building. We definitely don't need mulch around the AC units. So there's areas where you wouldn't have to install it. You know, mulch is, it's got its, its purposes and the environmental purposes, but for the biggest reason we put it down, in all honesty, is for aesthetics. You know, so when you're looking at mulch being used as an aesthetic, especially when you're using enhanced colored mulches, you want to put it where you can see it. You know, get the best for your investment. Okay. You're making me think of like icing on a cake. Well, I was kind of thinking, yeah, icing on a cake works. Um, there's a term that I've used all the time that says, kind of think of it as lipstick. You just okay. kind of put it around the edges to give it a little bit of brightness. Okay. Um, so I, I noticed um, there are different kinds of, different colors of mulch, different types of mulch, as you described. In, in our area of Florida, is there one that's better than another? You know, yes and no. It depends upon which side of the street you walked from. You know, um, a lot of people like the pine straw because the pine straw is um, pine needles. So it's a natural reoccurring resource. You just go out there and you rake it up. A lot of it's harvested in northern Florida and Georgia, and then they ship it down here. Um, pine straw, it breaks down very fast. Um, it does add a lot of great benefits back to our soil. Um, you know, our soils are very poor as far as the soil makeup on them. I mean, they're very nutrient deficient. So the pine straw, when it breaks down, it does add acid back into the soil. Pine straw also is very fine needled, so it interlocks very tightly. So you don't get a lot of washout. Um, like I said, you do lose the color in probably about 60 to 90 days. Pine straw applications typically are about twice a year. You know, and it's also pine straw has always had that... Um, that um, age-old fable, and I'm sure there is a tremendous amount of science behind it that it helps um, discourage some insect activity around around the buildings. You know, when you start looking at your other mulches, like your your finer grade mulches, your A's, your B's, your B plus, B minus, whatever you you know you're looking at, um, that's a wood mix. 
you know, and, and that's if it's um, non-color enhanced, it's going to break down faster than, than the color enhanced mulch. So again, that's kind of preference. Um, when you're selecting the colored mulches, look around your landscape. You know, if you've got a lot of crotons or a lot of red flowering plants, you may not want to put red mulch in because it may just cause your color to bleed out. So those are one of the factors that you can look at. You know, some people's using shells um, as mulch because they don't feel like they have to replenish it as much. Um, it is costly, and you do have to maintain it. Um, so it's, it's really the application. Um, the biggest thing about mulches when you're using them in the landscape, again, is not the principle behind it, but how much you put down. You know, when, when I look at mulch, one of the, the terms and examples that I've, I've tried to give um, board members and our staff when we talk, is when you put down one to two inches of layer of a mulch, the plant can respirate. We have to remember plants respirate in that first quarter of an inch to half an inch of the soil. That's where all the, the oxygen exchange and all is moving on with the root zone. If I come in and I put one soft little pillow over your, your face, you can still breathe very easily. You know, if we put two pillows, well, you can still breathe. When you start putting the third and the fourth pillow, breathing becomes a little bit more difficult and it will stress you. It's the same thing with the roots on your plants. You know, that's why a lot of specifications say do not put around the roots uh, up close to the plant. Put it away from the plant. But with the, the rain and installation and, and people moving, it always works its way back up to the base of the plants. So I wouldn't be so much concerned about the type of mulch as the application and reapplication of mulch, Kevin. Okay. So a follow-up question is, um, is there a value uh, in terms of preventing weeds or the spread of weeds by putting mulch down? Oh, 100%. You, you think about mulch now. Weeds, remember talking about that lima bean? Mm -hmm. You know, I put that lima bean in the paper towel, put some water on it, mm -hmm. put it in the sun, and it grows. It has the two things it needs the most, mm -hmm. sunlight and water. What would mulch do? Mulch holds the water back from it, and it blocks the sunlight. So therefore, elementary science, it inhibits weed growth. So in that factor, 100%. Okay. That it's, it's going to suppress the weed growth. Now, is it going to prevent it 100%? Absolutely not. And a lot of times you'll see a weed flush after you put mulch down, right after you put it down. And it, it's always, you know, interesting because that's when most of your clients are coming back and property managers are the busiest. Um, you bring the mulch in. They rake the bed. They put the mulch down. What did we just do? We tilled the soil. We put air to it. We give it water and we give it filtered sunlight. <laughs> so you usually get a weed flush right after you, you mulch. Okay. Are there other uh, benefits to placing, uh, placing mulch around plants? Um, you know, the basic benefits that I outlined to mm -hmm. you, um, controlling soil temperature, controlling erosion, holding nutrients in place. Um, it helps with fluctuations of temperature on the plant. Um, some of it will also, um, it helps suppress um, nematodes, soil nematodes. Um, it will help with some of the suppression of those. Um, but for the most part, Again, in our industry, in our arena, it's aesthetics. It's, it's customer satisfaction. Okay. So it, it's, it's kind of twofold. There is a lot of environmental benefit from it, um, customer satisfaction. The only thing is when you go too far with it, that's when it becomes mulch madness. Okay. Linda, thank you for joining us today on Concerning Cams to walk us through mulch madness, how to avoid it. If listeners have additional questions, how can they best reach you or your associates at Greenscape Southwest Florida? 
Um, well, Kevin, they're more than welcome to call the office at 239-643-4471. Or if they'd like to just to go to our webpage, um, greenscapesfl.com. Um, or they could just reach out to me directly if they'd like. Um, L. Nelson at greenscapesfl.com. Thank you, Linda. We'll include this contact information in the episode endnotes for our listeners. Oh, thank you, Kevin. <laughs>